Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. Hey, you guys, I cannot believe that it's only a couple days until October. I love October. I love Halloween. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Um, So I'm really excited for the fall weather, and I'm excited that it's 80s here finally in California. Today, I have a really special episode with you. Um, I get to interview one of my new friends, April. I met her on Instagram. We actually had never talked in person prior to this interview, but she coaches nurses and helps nurses thrive financially. Uh, We both talk about our journey from working in ICU to becoming a retired nurse to becoming full-time coaches and how we made that our possibility for ourselves. She talks about her journey of being a pediatric nurse to moving into a financial coach realm to traveling more um, with her husband and being a retired nurse. So without further ado, here is my conversation with April. Okay. I'm so excited for us to be joined by April this week. So April, why don't you just start out, tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll start right there. Yeah. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me on here. First of all, Uh, my name is April. Um, I have worked in healthcare for seven years. A majority of that time was a PEDS ICU nurse. Um, I come from a family of nurses. So I always like to say I was around the nursing profession literally since day one Um, and always knew I wanted to be a pediatric nurse. Um, Unlike, or excuse me, like many other nurses in the profession, I graduated nursing school with student loan debt. And that is how my journey in the personal finance space started, was really wanting to pay off that student loan debt. Um, Within two years of my nursing journey, I was able to be debt-free, which was amazing. Um, But then I had another question. It was, how do I make the most use of this money that I'm making right now without this debt? Um, So I really fell in love with personal finance, money, building wealth, retiring early, all those topics. Um, Ultimately, that led me to retire completely from the nursing profession. Um, And now I'm working full-time as a financial coach and educator, specifically for the nursing profession. Um, And that's how we got connected through Instagram. Yeah, I love that. I've just been able to meet so many amazing people through Instagram. And it's funny because when I started my Instagram business account, I like didn't really know how to work Instagram. I had barely been on it. And um, my coworkers and along with my kids like showed me how to do stories, but I had never done it before. Yeah. It's been like amazing to meet new people. And actually you and I met over it and it was just like, you reposted something that I shared. And so I saw you and then I like looked over your stuff And I was just like, oh, I really want to connect with this girl because we have similar stories, how we left bedside to really do something that we're passionate about. And so um, I really wanted to have you on this podcast. And this is really, this is the first time we've met. So we get to just really organically talk to each other and have a conversation, which is so cool. So tell me a little bit about like kind of how, how you made that shift into coaching and like what your coaching kind of looks like with the clients that you work with right now. 
Yeah. So first, how I made that shift, um, I took baby steps, like with anything you do, right? You have you can you can have your big goal, but my question was, um, what's that first step I really need to take to get into this world? Um, specifically for my coaching business, I was working part time. Um when I, when I first began. And so that looked like helping my, um, immediate circle of nurse friends, um, charging a really, really low rate just to see if I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, um, money finance, but it was, do I enjoy helping others do this? I thought I did, but I really had to practice and experience what that felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my first coaching client, I was hooked it was very hard, <laughs> but I was hooked on that experience of helping ask the right questions, helping um, them find out the answers to them for themselves. Um, and so that was how that transition initially started. Um, right now with my coaching practice, um, I do a mix um, between um, group coaching and one-on-one coaching. Um, and it's, imagine the same thing with yours, super tailored to what the nurse needs. Um, I have coached nurses who are um, very close to retirement, right? And those needs are very different than the new grad nurse who is just getting their first paycheck and wants to pay off debt. Um, So I help nurses along that full spectrum of um, financial coaching needs. And I'm curious for you because um, what, I got certified through the life coach school. I don't know if you have a certification or you, you did. Okay. Who did you go through? Yeah. So, um, my certification is as a financial coach, um, educator. Um, so that is through a company from California. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And which is like, you know, you know, in coaching realm, you don't have to have a certification. I just like loved my coaches the way that he did. So I went to this school, but, um, I'm curious for you, like once I found these tools and, yeah. and did the certification, I was like, I knew I wanted to help healthcare workers and first responders. I knew it because I was like, these tools could be so helpful and them gaining confidence and getting to where they wanted to be specifically for this group of people. And so I'm curious, like, what was it that got you to just helping nurses? Yeah. A big part of that is my mom. Um, my mom is, my mom and I are very close. My mom, um, has been a nurse my entire life, still is working as a nurse. And I saw how hard she worked my whole entire life. Um, and once I, I learned more about investing and that part of, um, money management, not just how to pay off debt and how to manage the day to day, but how to actually grow your money. Once I learned that part and learned how um, unprepared she was, not because she wasn't smart, not because um, she didn't want to do it. It's just because she didn't have the right education, right person coaching her. Um, That was number one. Um, Number two, everybody in my life, for the most part, I'll say like 70% of my close family and friends are nurses. Um, And they were struggling with the same thing. They were in the same boat. Um, And although I say I'm a retired nurse, I really like to also mention that I still consider myself as a nurse. I'm nursing the nurses, right? And especially post or when I started, it definitely was not post COVID, um, although it's coming back now. Anyways, (laughs) during COVID, um, of course, 
everybody listening knows the experience nurses had during that really difficult time, um, myself included. And so I really just wanted to pour myself and pour my expertise and pour what I loved into a group of people that I knew desperately needed it. Um, and a lot of people in the beginning told me like, so many people need this, not just nurses, like so many people, like you can help doctors and, and physical therapists. I'm like, I know I could, but I don't, I don't need to, right? Like, that's why I want to have my own business where I can help the people that means the most to me. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So tell us who your ideal client is and exactly like what you offer with your coaching. If anybody's interested or wondering. Yeah. Um, so it really is that full range between if you are a new grad nurse, um, and you're like, <laughs> I'm sitting in this room, um, in my fancy clothes, my first big girl job. And they're talking to me about healthcare and what 401k plan to get or whatever. Um, so if you're in that situation, I have, um, coaching specific to just understanding what those words mean and understanding what you really want from your life in, um, 10, 15, 20, 30 years and making sure you're set up for that early on, um, all the way to like, April, I'm retiring in like the next five, 10 years. Um, am I in a good spot? Um, and how can I set up those routines and habits now with my money to make sure that I stay retired? Um, so my ideal client really is a nurse. Um, a majority of my clients are in that, um, like thirties, forties, um, in that stage of like either married, um, starting a family, settling down, um, and really looking forward to figuring, figuring out their yeah. money. Um, so yeah, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients across the board, but that's, um, typically the clients that come to me. Okay. Yeah. And can, I heard like pay off debt and grow your money. I'm like, yeah. that, that's like, right. What we all want to do. And I'm curious, like for you with some of your clients, cause this was my experience going into nursing. Like we were a single family income. I had, um, three kids while I was in nursing school under the age of two. Like we, I got married young. I was, you know, started having kids young. So it was like, when I went to nursing school and I started making money post-graduation, it was like, what is all this money? This is like so much money. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you think like, oh, you're going to be able to save more, but it's like really the more money you make then the more money you spend. And then all of a sudden now we have two incomes. And so I kind of felt like that where it was just like more money you make, more money you spend. And then it's like, you're not really growing your money. So yeah. I'm curious, like, how, are some of your clients like that too? Because the nursing profession, we make pretty good money. Yes, yes. I I really appreciate you asking that because um, that is so important. Most nurses come to me thinking they need a better system to manage their income. And yes, they do. Most nurses come to me thinking they want to learn the strategies, the tax tactics of like how to manage your money. Yes, they do. But the most important part that people don't anticipate is the mindset piece and our relationship with money and how we view spending. And that 
speaks to what you're asking. Um, it's basically lifestyle inflation, right? As we make more money, as we see those numbers go up, we get this sense of, oh, I have this. I can now have this type of life, have these types of things. Um, and my work really is asking those questions of like, is that something we really want? Is that something that really provided us value? If not, what do you really care about? Like what type of things can you buy? What type of things can you fill your home with? What type of um, experiences can fill your calendar where you're like, I, I don't feel bad about that because that's totally in line with what I care about. Um, so definitely that is a huge, huge um problem and thing that uh, my clients run into is lifestyle inflation, lifestyle creep. And you can really combat that by looking inward and asking yourself, what do I really care about? Not what this um, Amazon ad is telling me to care about, not what I keep seeing on Instagram, um, not what my friends and family are talking about, um, but what do I really care about at the end of the day when I close my eyes and I um, really am able to look inside. Yeah. I love that you say that mindset because that is like everything that I believe in my coaching too. It's like, I can help you get to the next level of where you want in your career and I can help you get into flight, but it's like all comes down to mindset because if you're really struggling with doubt now, when you get to yeah. that next thing, that's going to follow you. Yes. And so like, let's clean up the mindset because if we can clean that up, then you're going to have the process that you're going to be able to take with you for your entire life. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, and it's so true. It's, it's the same thing I tell my clients. I was like, if you think what we're going through right now is challenging, difficult, if we're implementing a new routine, a new practice, a new habit, and if there's any form of April, this is too much, this doesn't feel right, let's not move forward. Let's really stay in this stage and figure out where that restriction, that hesitation is coming from so that this is sustainable, right? So that this is something you can keep doing 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Um, and <laughs> my business is called nurse money date. And I teach nurses this practice of going on weekly money dates because as nurses, we know how important our health is. We may not always take the best care of it, but we know all these things we have to do, right? We have to go get our teeth cleaned two, three times a year. We have to go to the gym. We have to do all these things, but we're not taught a practice that we can really root ourselves in to accomplish our financial goals. Um, so I teach my clients how to go on money dates. And the most important aspect for that for me as a coach is that we're making all these things we're doing fun it's a weekly system where you're excited to do X, Y, and Z with your finances. And it's something that I personally have been doing for the past five years and will continue to keep doing every single week. Um, and so you're so spot on, like your mindset is the reason you are where you are right now, whether that be good or bad, but it also can be the reason why you can get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it, like, as you were saying that, what I was thinking was like, you're really teaching people financial freedom, yeah. right? Like freedom yeah. of choice. And I really feel like that's where we're similar is that, you know, my coaching really focuses on like, you have the freedom to choose whatever you want to choose, whether it's like 
in the realm of nursing or what's next really and right building that possibility and that small belief and I think that's what stops a lot of people either from wanting to have financial freedom or wanting to get to the next thing because their mind tells them it's not possible exactly exactly and I think too um and I think that's also why people might find both of us, right? It's they don't know what's possible and they don't see anybody who may look like them, sound like them, do what they want, right? Um, and so for me in the personal finance space, that's why it was so important for me to not only get into that space, but also with nurses. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many finance pages or anything that you follow, but, um, the space has gotten a lot better, but especially when I started working as a nurse, it was very white and it was very male. Um, and so I get a lot of messages saying the fact that you are who you are and you look like who you are and you sound like who you are. And that fact that you're a nurse is the only reason I'm working with you. Right. And the fact that nurses can see that I'm, um, on my way to retiring early. And I also was a nurse, not making six figures. <laughs> um, it really makes that reality possible for them. Right. I mean, I imagine the same thing for clients who come and want to work with you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think like, I would love to just talk on, because I think that this is so interesting is that we, we, we share that we both have left nursing. Um, and, and it's funny that you said retired nurse, because I, I've had some uncomfortability, like starting to say it, but I noticed myself starting to say it since I only left in January, but, um, I, I feel complete in my nursing career. Like, I feel like I've, I've done everything I wanted to do with it. I, I honestly don't plan on going back, but this is also still very much my identity. And these are still also very much still the people I want to help. But I think it would be so fun to talk about your story of how you left bedside to do this. Yeah. Um, so taking me back to two years ago, um, I, we just got married and we were really in this space of, okay, um, where do we see ourselves in two years, four years, you know? Um, and the answer for me really clearly was not bedside. It was not um, nursing. It was not um, any form of working in the hospital. And that was a really hard realization to come to just because I had envisioned myself wanting all those things. Um, but I looked at the nurses around me and I looked at the nurses that within the nursing profession, I looked up to so much, so smart, like just knew all the answers. Um, but I looked at their personal life and I saw the level of stress, um, how they didn't have that flexibility with their schedule, all those things. And I know nursing is super flexible in terms of the, um, uh, work setting you want to, you want to be in, but I did not want to work in a clinic. I did not, I wanted to work in the hospital setting. I really liked that fast pacedness, um, of being in an ICU and just a lot of things going on. Um, but I knew that type of nursing specifically was not sustainable for me. So then the next question was, what do I really enjoy? Um, and of course I landed on money and finance. And so again, I took baby steps. I started my business while I was first working full-time, right. Um, 
worked with a couple clients and I was like, okay, I can, I can go part-time. Right. And so I grew a little bit more and I was like, okay, I can actually go PRN. Um, and that's when destiny or whatever you want to call it stepped in. Um, <laughs> it was within the same month that I went PRN, um, at my position when my husband was also in the same space of like, what else do I want to do? Like, what do I want my life to look like? All those things. And um, we both are very into early retirement and traveling and Australia was always on his list. Um, so in that same month where I dropped um, to PRN, uh, he got a job offer in Australia. His literal dream job where they were paying for, you know, our flights to move here, visas, lawyers, all those things. And so I was sort of forced in this position of like, okay, like you have to quit, right? Because I'm moving halfway around the world. Um, and I knew I would eventually get there, but the universe gave me a little nudge to be like, okay, you're, you're doing this now. Um, and so that was my progression of working full time to then, um, being an entrepreneur and being a financial coach full-time. Yeah, that is so awesome. I, I, Our stories are very similar in that as I was working full-time, but full-time for me was eight shifts a month because we did 24-hour shifts. Wow. Oh my goodness. 24 hours. Yeah. So That's it was actually, it actually created a lot of space for me to have my own business. And I do feel like as nurses, a lot of nurses that I even worked with or that that I know even now have different jobs because yeah. it allows that space. Right. So I was always like, Oh yeah, this is so great. And when I found coaching and I got certified, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to help these people. And I don't know how this felt for you, but my business just took off. Yeah. It was like, I started making offers to people and people started to come into my space and then they started to get results. And then it was like, they told other people and more people came in and I, incrementally had to go from full-time to part-time to per diem so quickly. Yeah. And I just never expected that kind of growth. Um, yeah. and so, you know, for me from per diem to, to going coach full-time, it was me just really having to think about like in January, I asked myself, where do I want to be at the end of this year in December? And I knew it was full-time coaching. And so at some point, no matter where we are, what happens to us, we have to like make that connection and have to take that leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How was that experience like of growing so quickly? Like I feel like for, so my, um, progression was definitely a lot more gradual. Um, it was a lot slower. And I would say now two years in, I'm finally pick like have that traction. Um, I'm curious, what was that experience for you from like, just from almost, it sounds like almost from zero to a hundred pretty quickly. Yeah, it was just, um, it, it was a sh having me to shift in my identity, but yeah. also like being okay with like, I will always be a nurse. Yes. Yeah. Like, and always be okay with like, my coaching didn't really start when I got certified. My coaching started when I was a kid. And yeah. I was always the person that was like in the leadership roles or helping people and people trusted me with their thoughts. And so it was like really saying, wait, I didn't just start this business. This was something that I've always had in me. Yeah. Like, how wow. did you feel about that with your coaching experience? <laughs> it's crazy that you say that because I feel the same exact way. When I first started, I was like, this 
just feels so right. And although I loved all the roles I did in nursing, it didn't give me that the type of freedom and flexibility I have now. And one thing that I've been thinking about quite recently is the fact that you are really good at something. Like I was always really good at working with in a team, like, you know, working in ICU, like you're around people all the time. The fact that you are good at something and that people praise you for something, it doesn't mean you have to do it. And one big thing that I've really enjoyed in my everyday work now is I get to make all the decisions and I get to do things how I want to do it. And I don't have to consult anybody. Um, but yes, I totally agree. When I look back on who I was when I was five, 10, 15, 20, it was that girl who loved listening to people who loved to sit down and, um, listen to people's stories. And not only that, but help them through that process. That was always who I was ever since I was small. So it just felt so fitting and just felt so natural to do that. Yeah. I would love to get your opinion on what, because I really help people through transitions to like really get to where they want to be. And it starts with just like saying out loud the possibility of what you want. And I'm sure like, that's what you do too, when you talk about people early retiring. And it's so interesting that you say that because now I'm at the point of like where I want to, I know where I want to grow my business is that now I want to also retire my husband soon. Yes. And so, yeah, I just like, I want that. I want that for him. I want him to have the flexibility of to do what he wants to. But I also have this belief that it's extremely possible now after taking the leap for myself. So what would you tell people who are listening, who are like, yeah, I really love nursing, but I've always considered maybe doing something else with it or making the transition to something different and taking that leap. What would you tell them? Yeah. And the first thing I would say is to go into a quiet room, go into quiet space. Um, one exercise and I'll do, I'll talk about, um, what a part of it looks like. Um, specifically, let's just talk about for early retirement. Um, you really first have to paint that picture for yourself and make that a reality for yourself. And so, um, when my clients are talking about transitioning into a side hustle, doing that full time or retiring early in the next, you know, 10 years, we talk about what exactly does that look like? Um, what clothes are you wearing? What car are you driving? What books are you reading? Who are your friends? What are you doing on the weekends when you're early, when you have retired early? Um, and once you can really take that first step and let yourself dream and imagine and make that into a reality, either by saying it out loud, either by writing it down, either by typing it, either by, you know, creating a voice note for yourself. Once you give your brain and your mind that space to paint that reality really, really clearly down to all those tiny details, you really are then triggering your brain to go into, I like that how can I get to that? What is that first step? And if you don't do that, that exercise, if you're not able to paint that picture for yourself, how is your brain supposed to figure out all the obstacles, all the things that will come in your way of that reality? Yeah. And then it's also like, you're never creating the possibility of yourself. It's like never even understanding that you have the possibility to make more because you've never thought of it for yourself. 
Yes, exactly. Or to retire before the age of 55. Yes. And the thing too is that exercise, like people think once I retire early, then I'm done, right? Or once I start my business, then I'm done. And I'm sure you know this too. Like as soon as you hit that thing that you've always wanted, you're a human being. You're going to dream again. You're going to say, oh, I want that next thing. So you're you're building up your toolbox, your kit of mental strength and um, being able to accomplish that next thing. Um, and so often what I find is nurses are like, okay, like I'll be good once I do this. And then they come back to me and they're like, okay, like I'm actually debt free, um, but I want to do X, Y, and Z now. Like how do we get there? And oftentimes we dig back to what we've done before and just um, tweak it and apply it to the next thing. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because it's a similar thought that I teach my clients too, that it's like 50, 50, no matter where you are. Yeah. It's like, once you get to that thing that you want to get to, like, for example, once you get to flight, it doesn't mean the grass is greener on the other side. It's with everything that you're doing, there's 50% things that you love and 50% things that you don't love. But it's like knowing that it's going to be 50, 50, why not just keep going for it? That one one. Yeah. So yeah, I love that you've been able to create that for yourself and take that chance. Like, um, I, I just love to be able to hear that you made that possible because I do feel like even for me, it was first thinking about it, creating that person and then going to that person. And that's really how I help my clients create their goals too, is that's the secret sauce, right? Is to be believing and thinking and doing as that person already does now before you've even gotten there. Exactly. And I think the power of coaching is just that consistency, right? If you're doing this on your own, you really are putting all of that power and all of that responsibility on yourself. But when you have a coach to nudge you every day or every week or whatever consistency you meet with your coach to say like, Hey, remember when we talked about this, like, what are we doing right now? I I know you're busy. I know you're tired. I know you just got off a shift, but what's something that we can spend five minutes on before you go to bed to get us a little bit closer there. Um, So I think that's really the power, a lot of power in coaching, but that consistent person um, while you're in those first stages, building up that mental toughness, that mental strength to get to your goals. Yeah. I love that. What's like one thing that you would tell someone if they came to you and they were just like, I really want to have financial freedom and grow my money. Like what are some simple things that if someone was listening today and was like kind of interested, what was, what would some simple things that you would tell them to do? The first thing, and I, it may not sound simple, but it is. And this is part of this whole process of reframing these things as not being hard because we do hard things as nurses. The number one thing you can do right now um, is look at your fees across all your investment accounts. Um, And the reason why I say this is this is the most consistent thing I've seen across all my clients. And I understand why, because we, you know, (laughs) we sign up for whatever our coworker tells us to, or we don't know what we're clicking. We just hit whatever things. Um, Most nurses don't know that um, when you invest in your work-sponsored retirement account, or if you open something on your own through an IRA, um, those have fees and those fees look visually quite small. They're usually under 2%. You might see 1% or 0.7 or whatever. But when you do that math out, 
over the course of decades, it's compounding. And a lot of nurses don't know that. And um, I've been on the other end where a nurse is very close to retiring and we do the math out and um, we come to realize that they have lost hundreds and thousands of dollars in fees. And so it's, it's really heartbreaking. Um, but on the other end, we can learn something from that. And it's something so small and it's something really quick you can change by just looking at the other investment options. Um, I don't know if you want me to throw out numbers, but um, the lower that number that can be the better um, if that if your investment fees can be 0 0.20 or less, you're in a really good spot. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say that's number one, because that's something that just slowly in the background, like taking away money that could be going into your pocket and it's going to the pocket of the brokerage or your advisor or whoever um, is managing your investments. Yeah, that's really simple too, to just like go back. And that is something that I wouldn't have even thought about to look at, right? Because you like, you get into an IRA or your 401k and you're like, oh yeah, they're just taking that much. Exactly, exactly. And most nurses are like, I don't even know what it's being invested in. Like they're, they're matching, like it's fine, whatever. And we work so hard for our money, right? We work so hard for it. We should know exactly what it's doing. And if I can just throw one other thing out there, if you can't explain what you were invested in to me or to a 10 year old, you should not be investing in it. <laughs> Great advice. I love that. Great <laughs> advice. Thanks. Yeah. As far as, okay, I really want to talk about this. And so people that understand you know, there's a lot of things that go along with having your own business. And I think, you know, I think that's what stops a lot of people because they think of like how they think of all the obstacles and how hard it's going to be. But I would love to hear what's been so great now about you being able to be a retired nurse and have your own business. Yes. Oh, um, I'll tell you something that's coming up. Um, we are going to we're going on this dream trip basically. Um, and I'm working part of the trip, which people will say, Oh my goodness, you're working while you're traveling. But that to me is my like vision and dream of like being the business owner I want, where I can travel the world, have that flexibility. And I have my dream clients who understand that this is something they also want in the future. And then this is something I'm actively doing. Um, and so the best part of being a business owner is that level of flexibility where Yes, I'm going to spend like an hour, three of the days of the week on a coaching call, but the rest of the day, I'm going to be in a new country and exploring with my husband and we're going to make all these memories. Um, and we definitely want to start a family in the next, you know, four or five years. And I have so much space in my schedule. Like I'm working the level I want to work, or excuse me, I'm working how much I want to work now because I want to. Um, but I know in, you know, easily four or five years, I could easily, you know, um, hire a VA, do other things where I could work half the time and still bring in the same amount of income. There's just so much control of, over your time and your money. And those are the two things that, um, I feel like I didn't have when I was, when I was a new nurse. And yeah. so to have that feeling of control and freedom, um, has been amazing. Absolutely. Right. It's like time is the one resource that we can't get back. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's ever changing for everyone as well. I'm like, I knew the 13 years that I was a nurse and the 24 hour shifts and the holidays I missed. And 
the kids birthdays and my birthday and you know the things that you miss like that was okay for me then like I felt okay I loved the job that I did I didn't have that I didn't have that guilt but as I started my own business and as my kids grow up, like I almost have an 18 year old now and my kids are older. So it's like, I want to slow down the clock. So having my own business now has allowed me to be able to spend the time now that I want to have with my kids, the things I don't want to miss out on. And that time freedom has been so worth it for me too, as well. Yeah. And so like, I think like one thing, if anybody's listening, who is considering kind of what we did is it's like, there are obstacles will be there, but it's like, you have to figure out like really what's important to you and just go out there and get it because those things are going to, your why of why you want to do, it's going to be so much more important during the time of when the obstacles are going to come up. Yes, absolutely. I I kind of set up it for myself. Yeah. And you're giving yourself the freedom, like as you're going to start a family too, which is so cool to be able to have that now on this end of it. Yeah. And just on the other end of being the daughter of a mom who was always working, like all those things, I knew if she had that freedom, she definitely would have, you know, wanted to be there for birthdays, tennis games, all those things. Um, But that's something that I think about a lot where, Um, if she did have that freedom, how more present she would have been in my life and how that would have impacted my life even more. Um, so I definitely like, that's priority number one for me, whenever we are at that place to start our family is to say like, this is the number one thing. Like my business will be built up enough where I can scale it down and, or hire out or do other things. So yes, if anybody's listening, you are going to be having, or excuse me, you're going to face obstacles in whatever role you are. But the reason I have been able to keep pushing through and building my business is my why. And my why has always been to help and give back to other nurses. And if I was doing something else that I wasn't this passionate about, I would have given up (laughs) months and months and years ago. Definitely. Um, It's definitely holding on to that why, because there's going to be obstacles no matter what. And there's going to be discomfort no matter what. It's like, we both could have stayed in our jobs, but we would have still experienced discomfort of that burning flame. That was like, what if, or we could just have the discomfort of answering the what if and just going for it. Yes. Yes. And, um, that's, I love that you said that because as, <laughs> especially like with social media, like I looked back on like my very first reel that I posted, it was like me introducing myself. And I remember that reel took me two hours to record. It was like, I don't know, 30 or 45 seconds. Um, but you do have to step into that discomfort. But what I kept telling myself every day was, well, if you don't do this, you're going to regret it. If you don't try, you're going to regret it more than whatever result will come from doing the actual thing. Um, so yes, I, I love everything that you're saying. And then also I have this thought too, like my doubts that I feel still outweigh me going out there and helping people. Like I have to be able to play big so that they will want to play big for their goals too. Yes. Yes. And especially just my mentality when I was a nurse was, you know, everything has to be perfect. Like I want everything to go X, Y, and Z. And that has honestly been the biggest obstacle in being a business owner is overcoming my perfectionism. And I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, One thing in my business was 
creating my first online course. Like that was something I wanted to be perfect. I wanted every video to be perfect. I wanted everything to look beautiful. But if I stayed there and listened to my ego of wanting everything to be perfect, I wouldn't have released it a year ago. You know, nurses would not be on track to financial freedom to retire early if I was stuck in that ego space of me, 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 I want it to be perfect. Um, so yes, you definitely have to step out of that and realize like there are people you can help, um, whether that be in flight nursing or in your own business that only you can deliver to them in your specific way. And by you not doing that thing, you're robbing them of your gift. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. We have very similar mindsets on this. Uh, so yeah. April, if people are like, man, I really want to work with her, tell everybody, and we'll also list it in the notes, but tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and work with you. Yeah, everything across all social media is Nurse Money Date. Um, the easiest way to reach out to me is um, through Instagram at Nurse Money Date. Okay, great. And through everything that we've talked about, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like anybody to know, or maybe one piece of advice that you've gotten throughout your whole journey of being a nurse and being a coach that's been really helpful for you? Oh, there's so many. Yes. Okay. So, um, the number one thing, and this can speak both to people who are nurses now, but I think it really speaks to somebody who's transitioning from nursing into business or something else, um, <laughs> is the fact that your business will grow and thrive the more you are outside of your business. And what I mean by that is it's really easy to get sucked up in all the things you have to do, because there are always things you have to do. But the more you can step outside of your business and pour yourself into yourself and your family and your hobbies and your other things that you enjoy, your business will thrive. And that's the big turning point that I've seen in my business, because again, my growth was very gradual. Um, and so once I stepped outside of my business and set really strict boundaries of like, these are my working hours. I'm not going to be working late at night. I'm not going to be doing these things. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to spend time with my family. Like once I started taking care of myself and really pouring into myself, my business really, really grew. And I was a lot happier doing all the things I was doing. So whether this be a nurse, if you're a nurse who's currently um, transitioning into a different role or completely out of nursing, um, don't underestimate the power of taking care of yourself. Um, of course, physically, but do all those mental things that you need and you know, will help you, right? Take 10, 15 minutes at the start of your day to yourself, take those as much time as you can <laughs> at the end of the day to wind down and really decompress. Um, and that stuff is really going to take you to that next level of your life. Yeah. Great. I love that because that that's so pertinent to even a nurse Yeah, is even still working at bedside or working those long hour shifts. It's like, we have to be able to pour into ourselves before we can pour into our patients. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Well, thank you for being on April. I really appreciate it. I know there's <laughs> so many nuggets of information and good things that we talked about um, here. So I really appreciate you being on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And we'll chat soon. Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. 
that's it for this week. I hope that this conversation with April sparked an interest in you. If you've ever thought about doing something else besides what you are doing and pursuing that and thinking of just the possibilities for yourself and you've considered doing it but you don't know where to start and you're having some obstacles and some mind drama about it, come find out how coaching can help you take that leap. That's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and we will chat soon. Bye.